You know, every time I speak, I want the truth to come out. You know what I'm saying? Every time I speak, I want to shiver. You know, I don't want them to be like, they know what I'm going to say because it's polite. They know what I'm going to say. And even if I get in trouble, you know what I'm saying? That ain't that what we're supposed to do? It's, I'm not saying I'm going to rule the world or I'm going to change the world, but I guarantee that I will spark the, the, the brain that will change the world. Toya Smith, a.k.a. Black Socrates, along with special guest co-host Shanika Peterson, and welcome to the Mental Dialogue Talk Show. We are the return of intelligent radio as we ensure the free flow of opinions and push the envelope on the questions America's afraid to ask in the mainstream media. Good morning, Shanika. Thanks for holding me down, Queen. How are you doing this morning? I'm good, Montoya. How are you? Nah, doing well, doing well. Glad to... Field in. I just basically pulled you in at the last minute yourself. I also actually have a special guest that's coming on with us as well. I've got Ashley, Tom, Tom, uh, Ashley Thomas. And so I want to thank both of you ladies for, you know, basically just saving the day for a brother because I never want to do a show with just myself. <laughs> I don't think I have enough insight to pull off any of these topics that we do because we do, you know, as you know, we do these hard conversations on race, sex, and gender. I think we're the best in the world at it. Um, but I don't think we would be that good if I didn't have ladies keeping me and, you know, keeping me in my, you know, you know, sometimes I can go off the rail with it. So, Shadika, again, thanks for being <laughs> with me. Um, Ashley, thank you for returning to the show as well. Um, I'll let both of you ladies highlight anything you would like to highlight about yourselves. But, again, I know I just kind of pulled y'all in last minute. I just talked to y'all, and y'all are here now. So, thank you. Um, but, Shanika, we'll start with you. Anything that you want to share with the truth seekers out there listening before we get this morning's topic started? Well, even though it was last minute, Montoya, thank you for thinking of me and giving me a call. Um, I enjoy your conversations. You know, sometimes I tell you, I don't know if I can, you know, keep up with you, Montoya, because you, you, you take it to another, le- <laughs> to another level. But um, my name is Shanika Peterson. I am a co-host of Real Talk with Pasha B, um, a podcast that we have that can be found on all the streaming platforms. Um if you want to hit me directly, um, I'm on Instagram, talk at Pasha B, Facebook, Real Talk with Pasha B. That's all. Now, I, lo- now I love what y'all doing with Real Talk with, uh, with Pasha B, so love that. Pasha B. Um, Amy, Pasha B, I'm sorry, I said it wrong. 
Uh, but with that said, um, Ashley, glad to have you back. Um, you actually, you know, being, let them know about your money background because I think that will be pretty cool <laughs> with today's discussion question when we let that out the bag. But if you will, Ashley, tell the two seekers who you are before we uh, get into this morning's discussion question. Yeah, sure. So thank you again for having me on. I always love coming on and talking with everyone. Uh, my name is Ashley Thomas, and I am the owner, founder, personal finance coach at Making Money Matter, LLC. Uh, you can find us on Instagram at Making Money Matter, LLC, or on Facebook as well. Um yeah, I, I'm excited about the topic. You know, this is <laughs> something that I have experienced, so I'm looking forward to the discussion. No, no, this is nice. So let's go ahead and let the cat out the bag for those who haven't seen the advertisement this week for this morning's discussion question. If you are a first-time listener, we do handle our topics in the form of a question. I go by the name, again, Black Socrates, if you will. And so we take the Socratic method on getting to the right answers by asking the right questions. So this morning's discussion question is, can a man without money make a woman happy? Can a man without money make a woman happy? And so the way we always start the show is just I'm kind of – Ask my guest, when you first heard the discussion question worded that way, what was the first thought? And, you know, it's funny because for both of y'all, y'all just heard it. So uh, this is real time, basically. But when you and I called you and said, hey, here's the topic, um, Shanika, we'll start with you as the guest co-host. What was your first thought when you said, because you said, Montoya, what y'all talking about now? And so when I said it to you, uh, what was your first thought when you heard that question? And after you told me the topic, my next response was, you mean no money? <laughs> um, not like, like, I need you to find no money. That, that was my response, to find no money. Um, but, um, immediately after, I know, I know you did, you did. But um, I'm really interested in having this conversation because, one of the things that came to my mind that I didn't verbalize is, is this really a thing or is this a social media thing? Because a lot of times I think conversations that go back and forth on, on social media, it's where the hype of social media and it's not really mm-hmm. a thing or it's not as big as social media perpetuates it to be. So I'm nah, interested in enough, hearing everybody's enough. perspective on that. Nah, very fair, very fair. All right, and again, you just got hit with this, you know, this question as well. So, Ashley, what was you actually said? Hey, some experience with it, but what was your first thought? That might have been your first thought. Like, oh, I know all about yeah, this. I, I don't know. <laughs> I had the same one. Like, wait, so no, like no money. So, are we saying like no savings? Are we saying like no four hundred one k? Like, what definition of no money are we talking about? Um, and then, you know, like after I processed the question, it really was. It depends. It really depends on the guy. No. no, fair enough, fair enough. All right, so let me define it real quick. Now, you know, and I, I've already told the people that they were trying to make me answer the question during on social media this week, and I always tell them, <laughs> listen to the show, listen to the show. And so um, I say, you know, I say, you know, we got to market the question. So I went with no money because that just make catch people. <laughs> eyes a little more, uh, but, you know, in reality, nah, I don't think I'm talking about any man, if you will, right, any man with no money. Uh, you know, I think if, you, if it's absolutely no money, right, uh, I think that's to, to a degree, uh, relationship is probably the last thing, you know, that they're worried about in that situation. So I'm not necessarily saying 
um, you know, someone with no money, even though that might be certain circumstances. So, you know, I'm not opposed to having that discussion. But I really thought, I really think of it from the standpoint of, um, and I, and I and to your point, Shanika, the idea of what's going on in, in social media versus what's a real thing, I do think there is, if mm-hmm. you will, I'll throw this word out there, um, there is this dialogue that's starting to happen with the concept of high-value man and that kind of thing. And I've never seen anybody use the term low-value man, right? I don't think I see people using that mm-hmm. term, but for the sake of this conversation, um, again, I'm not talking about no money, but, you know, whether it's maybe considered poor by uh, maybe you know, if we go by the U.S. standard of, you know, how they consider somebody poor or somebody in the middle class. So let's go so, let's go so for defining it. Let's talk about maybe someone that's considered possibly poor or someone to a degree. It could be even a situation, I think this is worthy, worthy of the same dialogue, of someone who's making maybe um, average money and, you know, maybe the people they're dealing with make more money. So that's, it's still that dialogue, in my opinion. So, again, like I said, the no money was kind of an exaggeration for marketing purposes. And, again, that's just to help both of you since y'all wanted to define you know, we must get it thing defined, <laughs> and what we're going to do is, you know what I mean? So we're going to go to, you know, a very quick break here, and we'll come back and get into the discussion, and y'all can let me know if my definition helps out so we can kind of further this dialogue, if you will. All right, so with that said, um, we'll be right back. You're listening to the Mental Dialogue Talk Show. Well, all I ask is that you think we'll get hot and heavy into this morning's discussion question. Can a man without money make a woman happy? We'll be right back. If you are a small business owner, do you and your accountant implement a tax strategy to pay quarterly taxes throughout the year? Or do you wait until the end of year during tax season to write off all expenses to lower your taxable income? If this is you, stop. Call Bennett Tax and Accounting today. With over 15 years of experience working with major companies, this boutique firm has opened up to show small business owners how to strategize like the major companies and position themselves for growth with not only effective tax strategies, but also specializing in new business formation, bookkeeping services, cash flow management, payroll, and business evaluation to secure bank financing. Basically, all the things you need but have kept putting off. Well, those days are over. Bennett Tax and Accounting to the rescue. Contact them at 770-545-2145 and ask for run. Again, 770-545-2145 and let them save you from yourself. My name is Montoya Smith, a.k.a. Black Socrates. I am the owner and facilitator of the Mental Dialogue Community Support Group focused on practical solutions and the collective thinking of the black community. We do that one of two ways, every third Friday, 7 p.m. at Urban Grind, or Saturday mornings, the Mental Dialogue Talk Show, 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Contact us at mentaldialogue.com or on Facebook at Mental Dialogue. All I ask is that you think. So I've been dating my friend for the past six years, okay. on and off, um, more consistently the last couple years. I call him my friend because he's uncomfortable with titles. Um, he says he wants to be more financially stable before he settles down with me. So I'm at a point where I'm kind of tired of waiting. I wonder, should I be waiting for him to settle down, um, be financially stable, or should I walk away? Can I ask you a question? Sure. Uh, how old is he? 37. 37. 
Welcome back to the Mental Dialogue Talk Show. I'm your host, Montoya Smith, a.k.a. Black Socrates, special guest co-host Shanika Peterson, as well as special guest Ashley Thomas. This morning's discussion question, can a man without money make a woman happy? As you hear a little cut from the Steve Harvey show uh, with a sister saying, hey, here's the situation with me. Uh, brother keeps saying, hey, want to get financially stable before we'll possibly lock it down. She's trying to figure out, should she stay or should she go? Um, and I'm, Ashley, I, I think, you know, as a guest, I'll, you mentioned the idea of having some experience with that. So, you know, that question in itself may have been a you know, may have been similar for you, but I'll just kind of let you, uh, if you will, just kind of jump in and, in a sense, tell us about, um, in a sense, that experience, because I hope I defined the without money a little better for you now. So uh, I hope we have a foundation that we can go off of, because, again, no money probably couldn't be in this conversation, but go ahead, Queen. Uh, so in my experience, I dated a guy, he was working retail when I met him, which, you know, for me is not an issue, um, but it, it came into uh, a time where, you know, like he was late on his bills or he didn't have enough money to cover all of his expenses. And you know, in, in that instance, like, we, when we broke up, we had a conversation where, you know, like, he was 12 classes shy of getting his bachelor's degree, and we had been together for some time, and so, you know, that conversation, like, I would always ask him, you know, like, are you going back to school, you know, are you going to do any of these things, you know, I had a girlfriend that hooked him up and got him in the door at a company, so he went from making, like, $13 an hour to, you know, being $40,000, $50,000 a year. And that's where I saw, like, the difference in our spending, right? Like, he was blowing money on all these things that he didn't necessarily need. Um, and, and when we had the conversation, again, about his education, he was like, well, you know, I didn't want you to have to worry about having to pay all of the bills. And, you know, I, I, I just wasn't – I didn't want to go back to school and put that on you. And, you know, this is someone that we talked about marriage, we talked about a family together, all of these things. And for me, it just became, I can't do this anymore because I think that you can date someone without money, right? But they have to have the ambition, they have to have the drive to want to do more, to want to be better, to want to kind of level things up. And they also have to understand, like, I'm not going to sacrifice the things that I like just because you can't afford to do them. And, like, when we broke up, probably like a year or so had passed and he's like, Oh, now you're going on all these trips and all these things. And like, I'm not about to foot the bill for both of us. Like I, we can definitely save towards the trip or do something like that, but I'm not about to pay for both of us to go on a trip. And if you don't have the money, then I, I can't travel with you like that. I'll still go see my girlfriends. I'll still go see my friends and travel and do all of those things. But the things that I would want us to do together, we can't do because you don't have the financial means and you're not doing anything to change that for yourself. And so for me, like, that is ultimately a deal breaker. If you don't have the drive to try to do better or put yourself in a better situation, that is absolutely a deal breaker. No, sounds good. Shanika, any thoughts about what Ashley said or maybe her situation or have you ever experienced anything similar? Again, um, you know, just based on the way the question's worded, any any thoughts on that, Queen? Um, I have um uh, a little different from what Ashley um experienced. So my experience is that I've run into men who 
feel as though, and this is my perception of, you know, what's being presented to me, that they're not needed, that you don't need Mm. them, there's no space for them if you are in a position where you can take care of self. And I'm in a position where I can take care of self. I'm not balling but I can do what I want to do for the most part. I, I, I can take care of self. And You're doing all right. You're doing all right. <laughs> I, I'm all right. You know, I'm, I'm all right, you know. And I I felt, I mean, and when I mean out the gate, out the gate, usually when, you know, in Atlanta, because Atlanta is so big, the question is, you know, what side of town you live on? When I say mm-hmm. what side of town I live on, they ultimately know I live in the suburbs because, nobody's choosing to live in an apartment where I live. Okay. Oh, so you have a house. Well, yeah. Oh, must be nice. I can't tell you, my boy, how many times I've heard this from grown-ass men. Guess what? I'm in the 40-40 club. Yes, I have a house. Hmm. And guess what? Once upon a time, they were giving houses away. You know? In most cases, my mortgage is cheaper than your rent. So I don't see that as something to brag about, you know. Um, mm-hmm. And then when they ask what you do, if I just tell them the field I'm in, mm, oh, oh, you, you, you good, man, you good. Look, my question to you is <laughs> truly, like, what role do you want to play in my life? I feel like men. I feel like men think if you're self-sufficient, you're independent. And independent is being thrown around like it's a four-letter word. Guess what? We're all independent. You know, we're kind of, well, I shouldn't say we're all independent. But <laughs> if you are an adult, you have to take care of yourself. So whether you're married in a relationship, you know, you have to take care of yourself. I'm not married. So guess what? Somebody has to pay the bills. And I'm doing that. And my experience is such that, Men make you feel like you don't need them just because you're doing what everybody else is doing, and that's just paying your bills and living okay, your life. Okay, so with that experience, okay, so with that experience, we've got a caller. I'm going to get to the caller in a second. Let me ask you one other question just in hearing it from that perspective. So, you know, just based on the que- how the question is worded, uh, do you anticipate uh, if you had to deal with, a, you know, again, a man by the way we defined it, not the without money? But could you anticipate that a man in that position could make you happy just based, you know, if you, if you were to run in that situation, do you think that type of man could make you happy? I do, because one of the things that I'm sure we're going to get to at Montoya, what I said is what's the goal for the relationship? And mm-hmm. I think a lot of reasons these relationships fail is because people don't sit down and have conversations about what's the goal for the relationship, because everybody has to bring something to the table. Your contribution may not be um, monetary, or you may not be able to bring as much money as I bring to the table, but what else can you bring to the table? And I think society has conditioned men so much to believe you have to be the provider. You have to be provider that if they're not in that situation where they're making the most money, in the household, they're insecure about that, and it shows through their actions. Any thoughts on that, Ashley? I'm, again, I'm going to go to the caller after you. Yeah, no, I, I think that's spot on. I, it, it is very tough being a woman sometimes because 
for the very thing that we have to do to survive, which is be independent, it gets thrown back at us like it's a bad thing. Like I am going to continue to be independent until someone comes along and like makes it otherwise to where I don't have to do it all on my own. And so that is, it's, it's a very frustrating place to be in. And I, I completely agree. You know, I, that that summed it up perfectly. I, I think that you can make it work, right? But it's important that you have those conversations. And the issue is that a lot of people don't take the time to sit out and question their own definition. So you're just going based on what you've seen or your experiences or what you're seeing on social media and not having that conversation about what are you going to do? Like, okay, you might not be able to contribute financially, but are you the one that's like taking care of the household chores and taking that off my plate? Do you love to cook? And so you're able to go ahead and handle all of those things. Maybe you're very handy and you can handle things around the house, right? Like it it doesn't always have to be financially. And for me specifically, right, I'm looking for emotional support. How can you be there for me? How can you push me and support me and vice versa? Okay. Yeah. When you started down that, um, down before you said that handyman stuff, I was like, oh, you're trying to domesticate the brothers. I was like, actually, I can try to domesticate brothers. Then <laughs> you threw in the handyman stuff, and I was like, oh, okay, okay, okay. I was a little worried. <laughs> I'm messing with you. All right, let's see what the caller has out here. Uh, Kate, see your number, but you are live. Give us your name, where you're calling from, and your three cents on this morning's discussion, if you're trying to get in on this discussion. Sure. My name's Joe from Montana, and I like the discussion. I like the fact that you have that headline, can a man with no money uh, make a woman happy? My quick answer is, it's not my job to make a woman happy. It's my job to make me happy. And if I find a woman who actually believes in what I call mutual reciprocation, in other words, if she can be there for me as a result of the same kind of values that I have, then I can be there for her. I don't care about um, what a woman makes. I don't care about her status. I don't care about her PhDs, etc. As a matter of fact, most men don't. What we look for is a woman who can be our partner. What women look for is for the wallet. Now, I think you have a um, a woman on the line named Shelly. Oh no, I have uh, today my guest. I have different guests from time to time, but today's guests are Ashley and Shanika. So I don't know. If if you're wanting to reference maybe what one of them said, but I guess oh, Shanika, they are, yeah, I think it might have been Shanika. I, I like Ashley's. Okay, um, go ahead. I like Ashley's um, attitude. She says she's not necessarily looking for a man um, to fit any kind of bills, um, but she does want to know what he brings to the table other than that, which is a good attitude. Because if if anybody, if a woman's looking for a man to give her emotional support, then I think that she. Uh, we'll find that there's a lot of men out there who will do so. Now, I know there's going to be a controversy about the the word independent, but I think it was Shaniqua who actually summed it up, but she also contradicted herself. At the beginning, she said she wasn't looking for, um, she was looking for a man who wanted to better himself. Then she said, eh, she doesn't really need a man um, because, uh, you know, she's kind of independent. She's going to stay that way until she finds a man to come along to take care of 
some of the finances. So that's a contradiction. All right, let so, me let me let let me let um, it actually it was actually that said that part, but I just want to clarify and I'll let her yeah, and I'll okay. let her clarify you know, clarify, but I just I'll I'll tell you what I heard. She was just she was just talking about the just by cause she's on her own, it's just a necessity that she does it herself. And then if you know, if somebody came along and wanted to do that part, she's open to it. Versus you know, because some, some of us as men, I think you can agree to this, Joe, sometimes we're so concerned about a woman being independent that we assume they're not going to allow us. If, if we want to take that role, we're not going to allow it. But, um, Ashley, go ahead and, um, you know, kind of give, give a response to, to But I'm just letting you know, that's how I heard you, um, Ashley. Okay. Go ahead, Queen. I mean, for me, it's about, you know, I have to do everything in my home. It's, you know, I have to buy the groceries. If there's a trip, if there's something that I need to do, it all falls on me. And oftentimes what I find in dating is that there's this big conversation about, you know, women need to be submissive and all of these things that come up in terms of a woman is independent and she won't let a man be a man. I have no problem letting a man be a man, but I'm not going to just give up all of those things, right? I'm not going to stop doing for myself or not taking care of my home the way that I would because there's now a man in my life. You have to prove yourself worthy for me to, like, give up those things. So I'm saying, you know, if if we're going to be building a life together and having a partnership, I'm not going to let those things go automatically just because there's someone in in my life. You know, it's one of those things, like, my home is very precious to me, so who comes in here, the things that I allow when I travel with people, those are all things that I take seriously and I want someone in my life that I can depend on and allow into my space and allow to do things with me or do things around my home. I'm just not going to let someone do that because we've been talking for two weeks or a month. You know, that's something that you build with trust and it's not about the finances. Again, like I, I always have to take care of myself. Even when I'm with a partner, I've been taught that Regardless of what's going on, if there are expenses, if there are bills, I need to be able to cover them. So even if my partner is not working, I, I fully expect us to have savings because that's my personal alignment. But if even if that were not the case, I need to be able to handle everything that's happening in our household. And I'm not going to just do that without consideration of, like, who my partner is. Are we aligned in these things to make that happen? So it's more right, so I about, got it. yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so yeah, go ahead. Um, any, yeah, any response? I think I said I think there was just some clarity that we needed there. But um, so mm-hmm. thank you so much, Joe, for the call. I'll give you a last thought before I let you go. Okay. Um, yeah, if you had met, uh, let's say you were meeting a man who had my type of values, my type of mindset, um, he would say to you, "You go ahead and pay your bills. You go ahead and do with the house, with the car, anything you want, because I'm going to do with my car, my house, etc., the way I want." Um, you, if we date long enough so that we might feel that we might want to go on vacation together, I have no objections about splitting the bill because if you want to remain independent, I have no problem with that. But, see, that's where the, uh, the, the fly in the ointment comes in because when women say independent, they mean I'm going to spend my money my way, and when I meet somebody who makes more money than me, then he should, as a gentleman, spend them a certain percentage of his money on me. And I say, you know what, sure, if he wants to. But if you're going to 
maintain and insist on being that independent woman, you pay you continue to pay for yourself. And the man and the woman should go Dutch. You're not married. So go Dutch. Simple solution. Now when you marry, are you still going Dutch? I'm just I'm just asking before I let you go. <laughs> <laughs> the man and the woman should ride, should um, come to an agreement about that. There are times when the man, when the man and the woman get married, that she only puts in about twenty, ten, fifteen percent of her salary towards the household income and keeps the rest, while the man um, puts in the majority of his income. Um, he mows the lawn. He um, uh, Plows the snow. He gets up on the on the ceiling to get on the roof to uh, fix the gutters. He fixes the leaks, and he does all the heavy lifting. So now, I respect. Um, I was just wondering. Now I was just wondering, but I, I appreciate you. I got some other callers out there. Okay. Um, but I definitely um, appreciate you. I know you've called the show before, so I wanted to give you a little more no, time. I appreciate first you time I've been back here. First time. Oh, okay. But, no, I think uh, you, it's been some years. We've been we know some years. I definitely know the voice, Joe from Montana. It's probably been about three or four years ago since you reached oh, out. Okay. I'm like, I may be wrong, but I'm pretty good with the, the different people okay. that call in. But thanks for calling in, Joe. Sure. All right, ladies. Uh, any last thoughts on what Joe had to say before we kind of just keep this thing moving along? Mm-hmm. Ladies, can y'all hear me talk? Um, I don't, look, I don't have anything to say. That I, that, yeah, just, yeah, go with it. <laughs> I think he was still stressing that independent, like it's a four-letter word. My question right, is, right. what? It what, is a four-letter word. Maybe you, maybe, no, listen, maybe you can help me or, or some of your male guests. Let me do this. Let me do this. Let me do this. Let's do it. Let's do this. Let's do this. We actually, I realize we're up against the break, so let me go to this break, and we will definitely let you ask me that question. Now, I will tell you this break might take us in a different direction, but I'll make sure you be able to answer that question, come out of break, and we have another caller as well. Okay. So just kind of, yeah, we'll rock with you. Yeah, I'll try to help you out with it. Um, but with that said, we'll be <laughs> right back and listening Please. to the Mr. Dialogue Talk Show. <laughs> listening to the Mr. Dialogue Talk Show, where all I ask is that you think. Today's discussion question, can a man without money make a woman happy? We'll be right back. Actually, I just realized. Go ahead. You know what? I just realized I got a um, the cut's not ready. Actually, I thought I had it ready. It's not ready. So go ahead and ask me that question, Queen, and I'll answer your question. Go to break after I answer your question. So what, what's your, what's your question, Queen? I just realized I ain't have the um, cut ready. So my question is, how do men? And I know you can't speak for all men, but you know, you know people. How do you all expect single women? to mm. show up or, you know, prior to a relationship. Because, again, this independent is being thrown around like a four-letter word. Ashley and I are single. We have to maintain ourselves in some way, and we're able to do it to a certain standard. And, again, mm-hmm. just by us paying our bills, putting a roof over our head, indulging in some entertainment every once in a while, taking a trip here or there, is being seen as, oh, you too independent. How should a single woman woman present herself? Should we still be living at home with our parents, waiting to be rescued by Prince Charming? Help me understand. Yep, you just said it. That's the answer. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? So I need to move 
back to with my father <laughs> and just wait. <laughs> he just said it. Yeah, that's it. Let us hoop in and say today. I'm messing with you. Now, um, you know, obviously, people out here have different thoughts about it, and every, as you say, everybody's not the same. Um, but I, you kind of mentioned it at the very beginning. I am of the belief that there is a natural nature, in my opinion, of, of men having the sense of being needed. Um, I, 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 again, I know every man is not necessarily in that space, or, but in my opinion, even men who are not to a degree. I would even offer have been in a sense socialized out of that. I think men naturally like to be needed. And so um, I don't know if I have the best answer for you um, from just from the standpoint of um, I will say if somebody's concerned with those things off top, you, you're probably just going to kind of need to avoid that situation just because if that alone is making somebody say, oh, you're out there, oh, you got that job, you're already, in my opinion, you're already hearing a level of insecurity that's just not even worth, but mm-hmm. you know, going further along. Because I think men who are confident, regardless of their situation, those things in itself are not gonna scare them away. If that makes sense, because I agree even with one thing that Joe said. Like for the most part, I don't think to a degree what you have, or how, you know, I was like you said, you're out here on your own, so taking care of yourself is a necessity. So I don't think that most men necessarily care about what you have to a degree. But if they do, that, in my opinion, is almost a red flag off top. So I'll just kind of say that. And let's go to this break and this cut that's going to get us going in a different direction, and we'll get to the caller coming out of this break. I I think I got the cut ready now, so let me pull this up. All right, apologize, everyone, for the technical difficulties. I'm usually on point with it. Sometimes I'm I'm, I'm on the show and producing, so y'all work with uh, but with that said, let's go to this quick break. It's really a cut from a, another queen we've had on the show before. Um, her name's um, Sarah Lena. And uh, let me see. Yeah. Uh, yeah, here we go. So she's a social media personality, if you will. Love this queen. So she's just get, answering a question about this very topic that I think will help us dialogue a little more. So if y'all listen to this cut, and I'll get y'all opinions. This man and continue okay. to support him. Or since he is becoming a burden to her, should she just leave him alone? So I'm really glad that she asked this question. I'm really glad that you asked this question, sister, because I have been in the same situation before, and I know a lot of other sisters that are in this same exact situation now. It can be difficult to choose whether to decide whether or not you should stay in a relationship with someone that has potential and that you love and continue to support them or whether or not you want to just let them go because they're not doing what they should be doing as a man, and you don't want to be taking care of a grown man. That's not your job, you know? So I have two answers to this question, actually, and it is going to be completely based on the type of man that you're in a relationship with, which answer you're going to go with, okay? Um, There are times when you should absolutely stay with this man, but then there are also times when you should leave this man alone, Okay. Um, oftentimes we are so willing to dismiss relationships because we want the finished project. We want people that already are at the level that we wish for our partners to be at. We don't really want to invest in our partners or grow with them. Um, And oftentimes we make a mistake by dismissing these type of people because when they have potential plus goals plus ambition – 
all they really need sometimes is that little extra nudge, that little extra support, that extra bit of nurturing, that extra bit of inspiration for their actions. That's going to keep them dedicated and more committed to reaching their goals and achieving and accomplishing their goals, you know. Um, and oftentimes when we just dismiss these type of people, we end up missing out on ourselves. We end up missing out because they end up going ahead to accomplish all of these things, and we're left behind feeling foolish, you know, and they will remember who was there for them and who wasn't, you know. When we invest in people, and invest in people, is that's going to be your greatest investment, invest in people. And when you invest in your partner, basically what you're doing, you're just pouring into them. You're just building in that person. You're just you're just putting a little bit into that person as you watch them grow. And that's it with any investment. You just keep putting a little bit into it, adding a little bit more into it, a little bit more value to it as you watch it grow. And there may be times where you might get disappointed. It may feel like you are wasting your time, your energy, or your money. But if you are really sure of this potential, if you're really sure that you're going to get something back out of this, keep building on it. Keep putting value in it. Keep pouring into it, and eventually it's all going to come back to you. Everything you poured into it, it's all going to come back to you even more. You know what I mean? It's going to be, it's going to be worth it. Um, for example, Denzel Washington is my absolutely favorite actor. When he first met his wife, Pauletta, she had way more money than he had, and she actually paid for their first date. Now, if she would have stopped there and was like, you know, this dude is broke, it's nothing he can do for me, she would have felt real stupid knowing that. Welcome back to the Mental Dialogue Talk Show. I'm your host, Montoya Smith, a.k.a. Black Socrates, with special guest co-host Shadika Peterson and special guest Ashley Thomas. This morning's discussion question, can a man without money make a woman happy as we hear a cut again from Sarah Lena, wonderful social media personality, definitely recommend you find her. But just kind of breaking down a question she had been asking, there was a lot said in there, and, and the first place that I want to go with it and get y'all thoughts on it, then we're going to go to the caller, uh, was the idea uh, for a lot of sisters, I definitely have kind of throughout my lifetime and obviously before where uh, I've seen sisters to a degree sometimes have trouble differentiating between uh, potential and someone who's actually going to, in a sense, re- you know, reach, their, reach those goals. Actually, again, as the guest, we'll start with you. Um, you kind of highlighted your own personal situation, but a lot of times I definitely have seen or heard of, of, of some of our queens getting lost in what that looks like. Um, if you could just, you know, kind of give me your thoughts in, in hearing what a Sarah Lena uh, um, said in that cut. Oh, I'm sorry, Ashley. I'm sorry I had to bring you live. Give me one second, Queen. All right, Queen, we got you live right now. Go ahead with your thoughts. I'm sorry. Okay. So I just feel like when when it comes to potential versus um, are they actually doing what they say that they're supposed to be doing, right? So, like, in my instance with my ex, he wasn't going to school. You can't tell me that you want a better job. And I understand that degrees don't necessarily, you know, always work out to where that's why you're getting a job. But when you're talking about a specific field where you need certifications or things like that, what are you doing working towards that? I have no problem investing in and supporting my partner if we're together and I know what you're doing. But I think gone are the days where you see that potential and you kind of overlook what is my partner doing towards that thing, right? You know, 
I need to see some tangible actions that are being taken. I need to know a timeline that you have. What is your backup plan to your backup plan? Because I feel like, specifically for black women, we do a lot of emotional labor in our relationships. And I know that there are plenty of men that do that in their relationships as well, but it often falls on women to do those things, you know, where I am supporting you as you're getting it together, as you're getting to that point that you want to be, and, like, where is my support? Where is my partner pouring into me? And I understand that's about selection and all these other things, but, like, oftentimes when when I hear about relationships, I hear the emotional, the physical, the mental labor that women are doing. And I agree with the cut, you know, in terms of like you you have to be able to determine um, you know, what's potential and what's not. But I think a lot of the expectation that comes from men in my experience and conversations that I've had with black women is that we are there to support and be there for the men as they figure it out, and, like, you just kind of have to put up with it until he has it together. I'm not interested in that. I want to know what you're doing to get these steps achieved so that I can continue to support you, so that I know how to support you, and we can have those conversations compared to I'm playing a guessing game about is this potential or are you just lazy. There, there has to be a conversation and there needs to be steps laid out. And if you don't know how to do it or what the steps are, I need to know that you are out here trying to figure it out. You're looking for a mentor. You're trying to find resources that will point you in the right direction. You know, like, faith without works is dead. So I, I need to see the work that's happening with it. Shanika, your thoughts, and then we're going to go to the college. Um, I, I think she was pretty much spot on with that. Um, okay. The that potential versus the reality as far as you have to take time to just kind of assess is there true potential or is this person just giving you lip service? Are they doing the work to get to where they say they want to be or are they just giving you lip service? So I, I, I absolutely agree with the caller. Yep, absolutely. All right, let's go. We got actually a couple calls that want to get in. If you're out there on the phone line, you do have to press one to let us know you want to speak. All right, we're gonna go with area code six four seven last three zero five zero. Give us your name, where you're calling from, and your three steps hey, from is, this morning's discussion. This, yeah, this is Patrick. Good morning. Um, great. Discussion. Hey, how you doing, Patrick? Um, out of out of Toronto, uh, right? I, I, I remember correctly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah good yeah, stuff. Yeah, good stuff, King. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I have a I have a question. So well, let me ask you a question. So the topic is show. Can a man without money make a woman happy? Number one, it's not a man's job to make anyone happy. You marry a happy, you you get with a happy person. You don't get, I mean, a person, if a person is happy and generally a happy person, that's, that's who they are. I have female friends that are just happy people. Every time I see them call me, I pick up the phone. You know, I answer the call because I know there's something positive on the other end. They're always laughing and happy and and positive and that kind of thing. And then there's some that are not that I don't answer as much, right? So it's not a man's job or a woman's job to make anybody happy. That's not you don't get with somebody and then turn them from a sour puss and then try to make them happy. That's, that's not a project you should be getting into. That's number one. Number two, this whole thing with potential, and I find it very interesting. You know, you have a lot of women who 
make money. They're fairly successful. They go to university. In that university are a bunch of men, a bunch of young men who are studying, who are going to go on to make money and do good things. Somehow they skip that whole environment with those guys, come out, get into their careers, then get with guys who somehow are, don't have purpose or whatever, and then start complaining. Right? And my thing Uh-oh. is that it, it, now you're going to start complaining about these guys that you're meeting. Why didn't you get with the guys that were in university? Why aren't you getting with the guys who already have purpose? For men, women are not the first priority. It's faith, purpose, and then the woman. Right? So, and that's preferred, and women prefer that. And how do you know women prefer that? You know women prefer that because the guys that are actually successful are the men that all the women want. Right? So, so I just find it very interesting that they're talking about, like, children. Like, they're going out and getting these children, and then they're complaining. Why don't you get the men that, have, that are on their purpose? We're going to answer that question. We're going to answer that question. No, we're going to answer that question. We're going to answer that question. Yeah. I respect it. I respect it. Let me do this. Let me do this real quick, Patrick. Sorry. You know, I'll keep you on. No, no, you're good. I got another caller as well, but I am going to keep you on because I've got to go to break because I do want you to get an answer to your question. So I'm going to let the ladies answer your question, give you a response after we go to break. You're listening to the Mental Dialogue Talk Show, where all I ask is that you think. Hey, where did you get that hat and T-shirt? I like that. Oh, I got this at moneymotivation.com. It's fresh, right? Yes, and I love the message on it, too. You are the hustle, huh? That's what the shirt says. I am the hustle. They embody the entrepreneurial spirit, and what I like the most is more than a brand. It's a lifestyle for those who want to put in the work and expect to have the final things in life. I also follow them on Instagram. Check this post out. If you believe money is the root of all evil, you're using it wrong? Or how about this one? Excuses made zero dollars an hour. I like those. What's their IG? At moneymotivation.co. But do they have any ladies gear? Yes, you're going to love the clothing line they got for the ladies. Matter of fact, pull up their website, moneymotivation.com, and I'm going to get you a few things so we can both look like money. Everywhere I go, go. Everywhere I be, be. I don't even talk. Women cannot go backwards in lifestyle. They can't do it. That's right. They, they can't do it. I don't care. The best woman can't fucking do it. Can't fucking do it. They can't do it. Can't do it. Can't do it. Fellas, you ever been going through some hard times with your woman? You lose your job or something, and your woman tries to console you and say, Hey, baby, don't worry. We're going to get through this. We're going to get through this. I know we got some bills, but if we got to get rid of some of this shit, we will get rid of some of this shit. She's talking about you. <laughs> Can't do it. Fellas, if you lose your job, you're going to lose your woman. That's right. She may not leave the day you lose it, but the countdown has begun. <laughs> Women can't do it. Ladies, remember the first time you ever dated a guy with his own car? Remember that shit? You was leaving the club, your girlfriend's got on the bus, you're like, bye, bitches. 
I'll see y'all later. I'm getting in this warm-ass car. And from that moment on, you like, I said, hey, you better have a car. You ain't getting this position without a fucking car. Welcome back to the Mental Dialogue Talk Show. I'm your host, Montoya Smith, a.k.a. Black Soccer Team, special guest co-host Shadipa Peterson and special guest Ashley Thomas. Can a man without money make a happy first time listening? You just realize we are not a politically correct show. <laughs> I paid a cut for one of my best, my favorite comedian of the day, time, Chris Rock. Say, hey, women don't go back in lifestyle. I think that's absolutely a, 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 absolutely true, but we got Patrick on the line from Toronto. And Patrick asked the ladies, y'all going to answer this and we'll get to the next caller. But he said, hey, hey, why y'all skipping out? On the brothers to potentially be with in college, and, and I'll throw this out and definitely want to hear y'all answer. Uh, but culturally, I do see this somewhat as an issue. I would say even specifically in the African American community, in the sense that men and women, bo- you know, boys and girls, if you will, are in a sense so focused on careers and putting off family to later. And I don't know how smart that is. I think that is something that has been. I mean, it's kind of Western culture, but even more so in our community. So I'll add that to Patrick's question. And, again, Ashley, we'll start with you as the guest. Um, your thoughts on um, <laughs> Patrick's question? I would say my experience, right, I went to a public university. It was predominantly white, so all the black people knew all the black people. Okay, so my experience with it is that the majority of the quote-unquote good guys with the potential, because I knew people that were in the STEM, you know, so engineers, um, science, I knew people in all of those different fields. They all had girlfriends from high school that we're not letting them go, right? Like that that's the mindset that happens when you're talking about the ones that are genuinely really nice guys. And they still have the same girlfriends. Maybe they broke up in college, but going into it freshman year, they all had girlfriends from high school. When you're talking about the athletes, right, like most of their girlfriends, they also still stay within high school because they're banking on their boyfriend potentially going pro, so they don't have to worry about that. And if they're not falling within that field, a lot of them are looking to have sex and do whatever they want because this is their first taste at freedom. Uh, They're either hanging with their boys, playing video games, or, you know, they're a part of social clubs or things that are related to their major that are keeping them occupied. So for me, I wasn't in a STEM major. I know plenty of engineers, like two of my really good friends from college are engineers, and so they hung around all of the same people, and by default, I met all of those same people, and they because their requirements for school and all of those things. So for me, it just didn't happen in college. Not that I didn't want it to happen. Not that I didn't try having conversations with guys. I actually got turned down multiple times when I shot my shot in college. But, like, that's not always uh, an option. And I agree with what you said, Montoya. A lot of people tend to focus on their education. And specifically for my experience, right, as a first-generation student and a lot of my friends being first-generation students, like, people were not worried about dating because they were trying to get out. They were trying not to go back home. They were trying to land jobs and internships so that they could go where they wanted to. So it just it was not a viable option for me in college. Why is other women able to do it? Asian women are able to go get their education, get married soon after college. You know what happens in college? After college, you meet a lot of people. Guess what? Once a couple years after, then you start going to weddings. Right, but the you're Asians talking about a whole different thing. Culture. Get there. That, that doesn't. 
listen, we're all individuals. We can make our choices. They get they get their work, they get good grades, they get the job, and they get the husband, the kids, and the family, all of it. So this whole thing about, oh, I was studying, so I couldn't even look, you know, I can't even focus on a relationship. That, I, I don't accept that because everybody so else I, does it. So and then here's the thing: you get out. Hold on one second. Hold on one second. On purpose. No, 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 no. I hear what you're saying, Patrick. I want to let Shanika jump in as well. So go ahead. Um, let's let's hear Shanika's thoughts on this as well. Go ahead. Shanika. I also want to add to the conversation. Um, one, I went to an HBCU, and in general, a lot of people that I went to school with, we dated in college, and. I will say mm, most of the relationships didn't work out. Uh, I think once you, one thing that we're not taking into consideration is all the other factors. You just can't assume just because someone is in college or went to college that that dating pool there is the best dating pool. Um, Again, career-wise, it may be, but when you're not taking into consideration emotional stability, traumas people have dealt with, uh, we're not taking anything into consideration. All you're saying is, oh, well, you were in college, you had a good selection of individuals based on their career projection. Uh, nah. And so I will say for myself, for myself, and 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 the circle of people I knew, women and men, it was those other things that contributed to the relationships not working out in college. Let me say this, Patrick, so before again, you respond. You're going to be, you in, co- you yeah, be in college and you have a relationship with someone and they, they're they having sex with two or three other girls on campus or they have someone else back home or they come from an abusive relationship or they're an alcoholic. Like, we're not taking any of these things into consideration. So, so, so let me, Do you let want me to tie yourself to someone? Go ahead. Yeah, let me jump in. And, uh, Patrick, I'm going to give you one quick response. i got another caller. So, um, in general, and again, this is just kind of looking overall. If if for because only thirty eight percent of the country has college degrees, so we're not talking about everybody. Just to kind of even give that perspective as well, right? However, for those who are in college, if we're saying there's a dating pool, um, I think Patrick is correct in, in just in this sense, the just the in a sense the opportunity to meet, um, well, you know, a, a mate, if you will. The opportunity, you know, unless you just went to some very, very small college or whatever, but for the most part, your opportunity is going to still, generally speaking, be greater at that point than moving into jobs where typically the jobs you get will have less people than you would ever have on a college campus at years. So you just kind of speaking from it in general. So for the most part, if you did go to college, that was probably your best opportunity as far as the number of people that you could be. From that, you know, again, it's simplifying it down to that. As far as the other factors, those things are very real, um, Shanika. And I'm just kind of saying the overall thing, and this is what I want to throw at you, Patrick, as well, is the the cultural aspect of other cultures are mm-hmm. marriage minded, and they are marriage minded. I know, I know, I know you, I know you understand that part of it. Um, but in being marriage minded, they are figuring out how to do it. Uh, and what the way I would explain kind of but the way I'm trying to explain that to you is Patrick when you say, Well, why aren't our in a sense, why aren't we doing it as as again the African American culture is because in my opinion, we are mistakenly not including that as one of our 
to a degree, one of our goals. Like we're, we, we're kind of thinking we're going to get married later, so we kind of get through those relationships without that in mind. And I think other cultures do have that in mind. They have that in mind that, hey, here's my best opportunity. I would like like to walk away uh, with a husband, whereas the black community, in my opinion, generally speaking, are pushing careers on both our men and our women. And so when you say why, I would say that is why we're seeing that. But in retrospect, we might need to be doing and looking at what other cultures are doing and putting marriage higher on our list of when we do it. That's what I would offer. One quick thought, Pastor, and then we're going to a call. Yeah, and I think as far as independent, you can stay independent or you can be independent forever, you know, for the rest of your life. You just have to be able to accept that. As long as you're cool with that, then that's not a bad way to go. If a woman wants to be independent and have her own, then that's cool. That's cool, right? But it's, it's going to be hard to get with a man on his purpose that really wants to make and they don't want the independent. They want somebody that can be interdependent with. Right, that already has. Now I respect it, but like I said, I got to move on, King. I just want to give yeah. you a quick yeah. thought. I want yeah. to give you a quick thought. Definitely want to move on. I will say, um, just to both of you, Shadika and Ash, no, I think right. people we, are misunderstanding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think people right. are misunderstanding what, like, because y'all didn't. I didn't hear y'all use the word independent in the way that people are hearing it at all. It's right. so kind of weird issue. that it keeps coming up in that way. So yeah, yeah. We, so, yeah, like you said, it's, a, it's such a full-letter word. They're not even hearing how y'all use it, in my opinion. So I do want to share that I, y'all didn't use it that way. But let's get to another call. Area code 404, last 3-419. Give us your name, where you're calling from, and your three cents on this morning's discussion. Hey, I'm going to tell you how you doing. This is Frank, Frank Asante. <laughs> hey, how you doing, King? What you got for us? Thanks for calling in, great, Frank. Great, great, yeah, um, uh, uh, greetings, everyone. My name is Frank Asante. I'm from Ghana. And uh, uh, obviously, I- I'll be looking at this question from a cultural you know, standpoint. Uh, yeah. uh, can a man with, uh, w- without money make a woman happy? Uh, from what our brother shared about uh, uh, not a man or a woman, not being his, a man or woman's responsibility to make each other happy, that's, you know, I think uh, us in a different context, we can agree to that. But um, when we mm-hmm. say can a man uh, without money make a woman happy, as far as, you know, whether you're married or you're dating, obviously not, you know, from a cultural standpoint. I come from Africa, and uh, when you go tell your parents you have a boyfriend or you have met this man that you want to marry, the first thing they want to know is does he have a job? Does he work? What does he do? Can he take care of you? Yeah, so it's a simple <laughs> no-no for me. Um and um, I don't even expect to feel like, you know, without money, uh, a woman can just, um, you know, love me or a woman can just love me just just without money. It's a cultural thing. That is why uh, we don't push that at all. We don't push that at all. We don't do a broke man um, or potential man, you know, go get your shit together type thing. <laughs> yeah. So, um, and also uh, to touch on the uh, the marriage thing, where um, you know why most of uh, uh, you know us in our community, you know, haven't uh, are struggling with that part. Yesterday, I was just having a conversation with a good friend of mine. He's a principal at uh, one of a middle school in Alpharetta, right? And um, we noticed something. We realized that all the immigrants, right, most all 100% of the immigrants are married. 100%. 
you know, from the uh, the the Korean community, the Indian community, the Chinese, everybody's married. And then we ask ourselves, why are we not married? You know, I don't know the answer, but um, I think uh, that kind of you know points to uh, the question that um, uh, Patrick uh, you know brought up. So hey, let's keep this conversation going. So number one, if you ain't got no money, I don't think you can make a woman happy. Thank you. Hey, we got our African brother saying, "Brother, step the step the hell up, get your shit together, <laughs> and then we won't have these issues. We won't have you won't we won't have Ashley talking about. Hey, I'm going on this trip. You ain't got the money to go, bro. So uh, I'm out. <laughs> yeah, because you know, I I, I met a, a young lady who just got married recently and complaining that uh, she married a younger guy who is 37 and still trying to do music. You know, so uh, when you, she's complaining, be like, you know, I don't think I can do this. So basically, it got to a point where she has to just marry somebody who is still trying to, is still a potential at, in his studies, and that's unacceptable in the African community. Is a no no. I respect that we are at the top mm-hmm. of the hour. Speaking of music, my next sponsor is Square Business Entertainment. Got Taylor Pace featuring Joe Blaze in the remix. I love Square Business Entertainment music, so please go look them up. As I go to our top of the hour break, we'll play a little music. And I will warn everybody listening again, we are not a politically correct show, so the cut coming after the music is going to contain a number of cuss words. I hope we're good with it. Uh, But it's just, again, another perspective in this morning's discussion. Can a man without money make a woman happy? We'll be right back. You're listening to the dialogue talk show. I ask you that you think. Fix shit, clean gutters, fucking cut the grass, 
chop down trees when the tree done got overgrown in the yard, fucking wash the car, change the towel, oil change, tune-ups, all that shit. If you can do all that shit, bitch, grease my hair when I'm tired and my shit dry. Cut my soul in out, bitch, when I'm ready to take it out and I don't feel like cutting it out. Lay the pipe, eat pussy, rub feet, give massages, read to the kids, get their ass bathed in their bed at night. If you can do all this shit, nigga, you rich. Nigga, you is rich. Don't let these hoes tell you you broke. Listen, if you, if I got a nigga and he can change my oil, I ain't got to go pay Chevy to change my oil. If I got a nigga who, he can do my tune-up, I ain't got to go pay a mechanic to do my tune-up. If I got a nigga who gonna cut the grass every week or every two weeks, I ain't got to pay a yard man to cut the grass. All that shit is money. You niggas need to sit down, get you a piece of paper, write down everything y'all know how to do, and put what that shit, what the average cost of that shit is. And when a bitch call you broke, pull your paper out. Oh, look how much money I'm saving you. And when you tie that shit up, you probably save no more money than a nigga that's putting money in her hand. She might got a nigga giving her three, four, maybe $500, whatever you giving her. Once you add up all the shit you're able to do on a consistent basis, nigga, you winning. Tell that whole whole I'm rich, bitch. I made a post. I'm rich, y'all know, like, you know, if you broke, if you a dude, you ain't really, by broke, I mean, you ain't really got it to take care of it. You ain't really got it. I'm Rick James. <laughs> that cut was from Love Dorsey. Welcome back to the Mr. Dialogue Talk Show. I'm your host, Montoya Smith, a.k.a. Black Socrates. So, no, I'm not Rick James. Um, but can a man without money make a woman happy? Special guest co-host Shamika Peterson, as well as Ashley Thomas. So, tell me, ladies, did Love Dorsey have a point? If a man can do all that, but his money ain't hot, ain't ain't coming in like it's supposed to. Y'all good with that dude? That dude can make y'all happy. So I'm, uh, I, I, so much is stirring in my head, Montoya. I'm trying to get it all out as <laughs> as much as possible. One, I'm not sure if it was him or one of the previous callers mentioned culture. So cultural wise, I want to say Black American culture. Um, doesn't have the same, we don't nurture children or young adults the same way other cultures do regarding marriage, first of all. And I think a lot of other cultures don't have the experiences that black American culture has had. That has created such a divide between men and women. So I think that's an issue. Also, I want to say the conditioning of young boys and young girls, what they see growing up. Boys are taught, so yeah, wild oats, boys will be boys. Little girls are taught taught the same thing in the stand by your man. And I want to say generation, what, we're generation X? I want to say we grew up and we we saw how that manifested itself. And, I, and I'm going to speak for me and some other women. We've said, you know what, I don't want to participate in that. <laughs> you know, I don't want to participate in that. Because I think another thing people are placing, they're looking at marriage, all marriages, as if it is, they're perfect, that it is a goal to want to achieve with anybody by any means necessary. And there are so many people in miserable marriages and relationships, and we're looking at that and we're saying, oh, we don't want that, and we're kind of defining how we want that to look. And I think both Ashley and I both stated that 
what is the goal for the relationship? We can sit down and have a conversation about what role do you want to play in this relationship, what role I'm going to play in this relationship, and we can kind of build from there. The thing is, we aren't having these conversations. So to answer your question, I absolutely believe a man who does not have as much to contribute financially can participate in a successful relationship with a woman. I absolutely believe that because another thing your callers are getting caught up on is this happy thing. I'm not making it happy, but I believe they can act, act absolutely contribute to a relationship to make it successful. It may not look like you paying all the bills, but are you supportive? Are, are you providing security to me? Are you taking care of other things that need to be taken care of? And we need to be really, really clear. You have situations where men won't step up. Like the previous caller says, men are not stepping up. And what is someone like Ashley and I supposed to do? We supposed to beg you to step up? No, if I have to beg you, then I can do it myself. And you can go over there <laughs> and do what you do, and I can stay over here. And lastly, I want to say, Montoya, I good do not like. Good Lord, can we talk? <laughs> Listen, I told you I had a lot of trying to get out as much as possible. Last thing I want to say is, I ain't gonna let you say last. I'm cutting you off at last. No, I'm serious. No, no, I'm no, no, no. Listen, listen, Shanika. I know, I know, it's very important. Work with me. Work with me, because. There's so many things. There's one thing I want to dialogue about, and you still can get off the very important part. So just work with me. Work with me. Okay. Because, again, you did say a lot. So, uh, and, yes, I, and I think it's, and I, you, I think you'll understand why I want to tackle this one part, because, again, I felt like you brought in a lot of things that were good, that are needed in the conversation. I did want to, I do want to highlight this one aspect. Uh, when you, again, you're right, the black American experience Black American culture is very different, right? And a part of the reason, and in my opinion, I think you would agree with it, why it's necessary to have these dialogues is as Generation Xers, or as I like to say, we're the hip-hop generation, you know, know, or whatever, Mm -hmm. as the hip-hop generation to a degree, um, it's it's time to say, is what we're doing, is it okay? So, yes, while there have been experiences that have led, as you said, to – just, you know, you as ladies saying, hey, I don't know if I want to do exactly what was done in the past. Makes a lot of sense. The one thing I want to get real clear, though, is, you know, me, you know, I'm an advocate, hashtag healthy marriages before children. I'm always pushing, quote, unquote, marriage before children. Um, obviously, you heard, you know, Frank talk about uh, when he just called in the immigrants are married and we are not. I do want to make one thing mm-hmm. very, very clear. For all of us who are, in a sense, I shouldn't say all of us, but a lot of us and those that I know I definitely can speak for. Um, But for those that I can speak for myself, when we are pushing, quote, unquote, healthy marriage before children, what we are not doing, I want to make this very clear, what we are not doing isn't saying marriage at all costs and that marriage works. That's not what we're saying. What we are saying, and I hope this makes it very clear, this is a, a distinction I think hardly ever gets made when people are dialoguing about marriage or not marriage, right? So absolutely, everything you say you saw and why it looked different for you, fair. But what we are saying is not that all marriages at all costs and they're good. What we're saying is marriages in compared to what we're currently doing. And what I'm what I'm saying is an apple to apples comparison. When you look at what you're seeing from the results for the children 
for those families. While absolutely we're very aware that there are plenty of bad marriages, we're not, like myself personally, I'll speak for myself on this, I'm not even telling people to stay in a bad marriage. Like I'm not going that far. That far. However, for the black families who are married, you know, which is very, unfortunately, there's, you know, very few, 25% of our women are married, 32% of our black men are married. Um, you know, all the other, in a sense, other cultures in the country are 50% or higher, right? But I'm just saying, speaking to the numbers, but even within the marriages that we can see in our community, we're seeing typically better outcomes. And so we're pushing it because the percentages are there. It's not necessarily thinking that all marriages are perfect. We see the bad marriages that you talk about, too. But, however, that doesn't look as bad as what's currently happening out here in our culture, whether it be our children going through a bunch of bad experiences because they grew up without that, or whether it's us as adults on this phone having this conversation because although we didn't sign up for that, we're still not got it figured out right now. It's part of the reason we're having the conversation. So I hope me kind of jumping in to clarify, we're not, people are typically not saying that marriage is beautiful and across the board. They're saying it's better than what we're currently doing. And I don't, I think it's hard to argue with that. Um, You can give me a response, give your final thought, and then we're going to turn it over to Ashley. My final thought is it always seems in these conversations the burden is always placed on the women. Like, women, what are you doing wrong? What, 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 you know, and I just take issue with that because it's not just what women are doing. It's not just what men are doing. Collectively, we need to come together, to your point, Montoya, and figure this thing out as far as how we're going to proceed going forward. Stop pointing fingers. Right. I, I like what Frank said, right? Like Frank, like what Frank said, you know, give me, you know, maybe, you know, yeah, we probably can't just immediately adopt what's being done, you know, from his culture. Like, you know, culture doesn't just quickly get adopted that way. But, yeah, we can stop pointing fingers when an aspect of it does include, because you kind of asked it too, like they're not stepping up. So part of this conversation has to be about us stepping up. And, and so, you know, to a, you know, to Frank's point, that's not an issue you would have in his culture. You know you know what I mean? And, again, I'm not saying we can just automatically adopt that culture, but this is part of the conversations. You're right. Forget the blaming. Look within because looking within, you can kind of get yourself in the position to where, um, you know, like even Ashley said this, and go ahead after this, Ashley. But even Ashley said for all of her, quote, unquote, independence uh, in, the, in, the, in a man that can show himself worthy, She's very open to that. And I think, you know, tell me if I'm wrong, but I still think to a degree, I think there are some natural things, that natural differences between us as men and women. Again, I pointed out of us liking to be needed. I do think for the most part, granted, a man shows up in that manner. A lot of women who may be independent currently would gladly not be if a man shows up in a sense the way that y'all need him to show up as well. Go ahead, Ashley. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, so I, I, there's so many things, right? And, and I think the thing that has stuck out with me is, like Shanika said, like how, like the conversation is, like, why are we not choosing better men? And, you know, what, like, where, where is that difference when there is a dating pool that might be available? And then it becomes this conversation that is also on social media that people also believe that then if I did prioritize making sure that the man is financially together, 
like you get called a gold digger. So I, I just want to make it clear that as a woman, it feels like it's impossible to have this dialogue sometimes with men, specifically black men, because I'm damned if I do, damned if I don't. Like if I hold on and look for his potential, then I need to be dating someone better. But when I prioritize that a man be financially together, that he have it together, now I'm a gold digger. And I know this is not all men, so I want to clarify that. But this has been my dating experience where it's like, oh, well, you know, you're a gold digger. I, I work in finance, so I fully expect someone to have a 401k, to have investments, to have savings, and not just three to six months, okay? Like, I'm looking for years of savings, right, because that's the way that I believe things. And so it, it, it is very hard, and this is why I said it feels like a lot of the emotional labor falls on women because this is what I'm having to deal with when I'm navigating the waters of dating when I was dating with men, right? Like, uh, I, I am intimidating because financially, career-wise, I have it together. I also believe that the man is the head and not the tail. So I have no problem being submissive. There are certain things that, you know, would clearly fall within gender roles that I believe in for myself for any relationship that I'm in. So I have no problem submitting, but I'm not going to just submit to anyone. And so when you talk about other cultures and the priority that they place on relationship and the priority that they place on community, because when you're talking about, um, you know, Asian culture, they shop at their stores. They stay within their communities. They support each other within those aspects. So it's almost impossible for you to see someone outside of their race in their community in terms of participating in it because they keep things so culturally knit. And and it's not the same way within our culture. So it, it makes it very difficult to try to navigate the waters as the men are saying. And, and you know, like I completely respect their opinions and I think that they're valid. But when you're talking about um, everything that has been pushed at us in, in terms of marriage being about love and not necessarily looking at the partnership, the business aspect of it, and how these other cultures probably do, it, it leaves a disadvantage on us. And it feels like as a black woman, sometimes I cannot win. No, no that's strong. We've got to go yes, to break. Yes, so I'm going to go yes. to the break. And we, can, and we can definitely jump on that. we got a caller as well. Um, and again, uh, and to a degree, for me, this is why these conversations are necessary. Uh, so that we can explore, like what Ashley just said, we can explore, uh, in a sense, the historical reasons for why marriage has been a place. Because, again, we've had those conversations on here where we've lost sight of that and the other things that we, in my opinion, that we focus on has us in this condition. So we've got to have these dialogues so that you're not feeling like it's a, it's a losing cause either way. But I definitely respect it, and, I, and that is absolutely your experience. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Mr. Dialogue Talk Show. But all I ask is that you think. Uh, so this is based on experience of mine as well. Um, I was married a few years back, and everything was going really well. The relationship was awesome, and then I ended up losing my job and decided to make a career change. So money wasn't coming in as steadily as before. I couldn't get her the things that she wanted or take her out or as, as much as we did before. And uh, it eventually got to a point where she was distancing herself uh, from me and kind of pushed away from the relationship and ended up uh, in a divorce, and she left. No, I, I take I took it very seriously as far as getting through the good times and the bad, and obviously she didn't. Why do women basically uh, give up or, or become distant with a guy when he struggles financially? Okay, we asked the ladies this question. 
Why do women lose interest when a man struggles financially? Is it A, a man is supposed to provide? Is it B, because you start to lash out at us? Or is it C, the man becomes a loser? Well, more than half of the women said it's B because you lash out at them. <laughs> Where's Erica? Hi. Um, Go ahead. So I've dated men who've made less than me, and one in particular decided to go back to school shortly after we got into a relationship. So obviously he was pressed financially at the time. I didn't mind, but I think it did bother him, though. For example, on my birthday, I suggested a free concert for us to go to. He got so hung up over the cost of parking, and when I said, I'll cover it, his demeanor changed, he became annoyed, and we ended up not going at all. And then another time, on Christmas, we were living apart in separate states. So I got him a surprise trip to come out and visit me. He got annoyed again and accused me of trying to show him up because I knew that he couldn't do a gift that was on that level. So. <laughs> women are saying, he's crazy. So that's what, what Well, here's what I think happens here. A lot of times we are ashamed at points when we haven't gotten ourselves to the point we want to be at in life to be the provider. And sometimes we have to deal with the shame of it. So when you buy a guy a ticket and he goes, damn, you know, I can't do it myself. I can't get over there to see him. Are you going to just buy me a ticket? Hold on. Let me figure this out. Give me a minute. Let me, let me pull something together. Don't just buy me a ticket. And that's where the lashing out comes in at. And it's not lashing out at you. It's really is lashing out at himself. If we're not where we want to be, a lot of guys are just ashamed. That's the. Welcome back to the Mental Dialogue Talk Show. I'm your host, Montoya Smith, a.k.a. Black Socrates. Special guest co-host, Sneaka Peterson, as well as special guest, Ashley Thomas. Can a man without money make a woman happy? As you hear Steve Harvey break down, and we vaguely mentioned it, but I think that cut really gets us into a whole nother aspect of it. And again, y'all mentioned it, but just that insecurity and what I took from that cut. And I want to hear y'all thoughts as well. We have a caller as well. Um, But what I took from that cut is um, Steve was to a degree breaking down to the ladies in that audience of how a man, where the lashing out comes from. Right. And so not, and it's not that that's necessarily okay but it's really, in a sense, a man not being okay with himself. You know, and obviously I'm repeating a little bit of what he's saying, but I'm highlighting highlighting it just to put it on the table because I can imagine how difficult that is and, and to a degree, you know, maybe as a woman in that situation, you're not quite sure, in a sense, what to do. I looked at some, you know, some numbers just to even, you know, speaking of marriage that we were talking about, you know, in the previous um, segment, but just looking at some numbers from the Institute of uh, Family Studies. Um, currently, um, in the community, 35% of our women are making more than the men, you know, when we talk about those who are married. Um, the national average is about 25%, and that's, you know, no no surprise, that's way up from 1960s when only 6% of the women were uh, may earn more than their spouses. 
But again, that number is moving up. Um, the African American community that is definitely the case in comparison to, um, you know, whites and Asians and Hispanics. They are they are currently at 20% as far as the woman making more than the man, uh, you know, in this discussion. But again, a lot said there. I'm actually going to start with you, Shanika, because um, Ashley obviously made some excellent points. Then we're going to go to the caller. Um, go ahead, Shanika, your thoughts, Queen. I'm sorry, Montoya. Um, can you just repeat specifically what what the question is? Yeah, yeah. Well, I was just really responding to anything you heard. I just, I mean, I just added a lot on to what Steve Harvey said. So it's just really any thoughts you had about oh, anything okay. you heard. Oh, okay. Okay. So my thought is, and I think you kind of touched on it, is what are we supposed to do with that? Mm-hmm. With the lashing out, what what are we supposed to do? That, that's just my question. That's my response. That's my question. What are we supposed to do with that, <laughs> especially when it happens continually? Yeah. I, I'll just kind of thought, again, just in my opinion, speaking to what I think is still our nature. or And, I mean, I'll be fair. I keep saying nature. I'm pretty sure there are people out there listening saying, hey, well, that's just how men are conditioned. So that's fair, too. I'm willing to say maybe it's more conditioned than nature, right? So I could be wrong about whether it's our nature, uh, but I – but what I'll say is in the event that, that if there is a down period that is too long, yes, it's unfortunate, but be very aware that his that in my opinion or generalizing here, that his own shame will or insecurity, one or the other, will possibly sabotage the relationship. Because, yeah, like you know, even listening to that mm-hmm. to you know, to that to that woman on that cut saying, Hey, well I was just trying to look out and, you know, look out for him or fly him out or whatever. The one thing I would always say is because, or, or at least understand this about, in my opinion, most men, even though you want to help, let him figure it out. And hopefully you're dealing with someone who has a history of figuring it out. You know, you've learned enough or they've been vetted enough that, you know, because, I mean, life, you know, life happens, right? So, you know, nobody's naive to that part, mm-hmm. right? But hopefully you met it and found someone who has a history of, in a sense, overcoming scenarios. And so I will say it is best not to offer it up. Even though I get that you would like to do it at this time, but in our minds as men, you know, we're trying to, because, you know, we've done this on our own, and, you know, y'all probably have had to do it as well, but I'm just saying that even when we're on our own, you know, we can, you know, we can do tuna and ramen noodles and things of that nature. And all I'm simply saying is, you know, a nice thing at that time is probably not going to work out because he's already saying, I can't do it. And even though you're stepping up to do it, you're going to risk him feeling that shame that you just heard in that cut. So I'm just saying, if, you, if you're wanting to stick by, let him figure it out is my recommendation, if that makes sense. Let's go to the call. Four, last three, nine, five, three, give us your name, where you're calling from, and your three cents for but this morning. Uh oh, I don't know if a caller. You should you should be live. Can I can you hear me? Hello? Caller should be live. We may Can y'all hear me? Speak? Yes, we can hear you. Well I can hear you. Uh this is brother Fianti, but I don't know if he can maybe his phone is messed up. We can't hear you. Um, Okay, I can hear you now. I couldn't hear you for a while. Can you hear me now? Yep, you're coming through now. Go ahead, Brother Fiance. Is Frank still on the line? Uh, Let me check. You want to talk to him directly or you just want to make a point to him? I'm going to make a point to him. 
Yeah, well, go ahead and make your point. Well, I'll bring him back in while you're making your point. Go ahead, if, if he's still in. I don't know if he's well, still you in. Well, you know, one problem with play with black Americans is you got an imbalance between men and women, which is about one and a half, one and one and a half million. You have one and a half more women than you do men. And then, too, you have a lot of these men that's been, these males that's been raised by females. So that there in itself is a problem. But uh, you got a two-point question there. You got a fix, you got a fix point. Uh, you saying, can a, uh, a man, then you got a variable, can a man make a woman happy? So it's a particular man, but it could be different women. It just depends. And, uh, and Frank is there on the line. Frank, you on the line? No, nah, I think he may have he may have dropped. If I'm looking, I'm trying to look through the numbers. I don't think I well, see him. Frank, if you are out there, press press one again, brother. If you are on the line, but I think I, I think he may have dropped off. Yeah, I was gonna ask him because he's from the country where my wife is from, and I was gonna ask him what's the difference between the females there where he comes from compared to the ones here. And uh, well, I was going to tell him I went to the No, I can dig it, but I, uh-huh. you, but I would think that difference would apply to men and women because, like the lady said, there's such a cultural difference of what we're taught to do. I'm pretty sure there's – I would imagine there's a difference, but I'm just saying I think that difference will, will, would run between men and women. I'm just throwing that out because, again, well, it's a yeah, very, it's it's black does, American conspiracy. Yeah, definitely. It does. It's a question, can what a man can the difference between a man and woman, and you you have different cultures here in the United States too. Uh, yeah, a black woman up in the Northeast is going to have different perspectives on things than one from the South, and surely one from the Midwest. And I see that there myself, and I'm down here in the South in my winter home compared to being up in the Detroit or going up as far as a Boston. There's just a difference. But uh, when you say a man without money, that's the six. Then you say make a woman happy. That's the variable. And I guess it just depends on the woman. What she what she considers happiness is be. If she was a if she came up from a household with a mother and father, then she would sort of know what to look for in a husband, having to watch it with her father and her mother. So that would be yeah, my no short answer. No, that will go both ways. I appreciate the um, three cents. Thanks a lot, Brother Tim, for calling in. But there are other callers out there. We still got some callers out there. You do have to press one if you're wanting to get in on this discussion. We are up against a break. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Mental Dialogue Talk Show. Can a man without money make a woman happy?
Just a bunch of bragging people acting like they get it, but they don't. Small business owner, do you and your accountant implement a tax strategy to pay quarterly taxes throughout the year, or do you wait until the end of year during tax season to write off all expenses to lower your taxable income? If this is you, stop. Call Bennett Tax and Accounting today. With over 15 years of experience working with major companies, this boutique firm has opened up to show small business owners how to strategize like the major companies and position themselves for growth with not only effective tax strategy, but also specializing in new business formation, bookkeeping services, cash flow management, payroll, and business evaluation to secure bank financing. Basically, all the things you need but have kept putting off. But those days are over. Bennett Tax and Accounting to the rescue. Contact them at 770-545-2145. Ask for run. Again, 770-545-2145. Let them save you from yourself. Welcome to the Mental Dialogue Talk Show. Again, I'm your host, Montoya Smith, a.k.a. Black Soccer Team, special guest co-host Shanika Peterson. If you listened to the show last week, we did an incredible show talking about our small businesses out there and scaling and getting the IRS coming for you. I definitely recommend my man run over at Bennett Tax Services. Check him out, look him up, and get yourself headed in the right direction. You want to have a tax strategy throughout the year. Somebody has something in the background. Okay, we're good. All right, but with that said, this morning's discussion question, can a man without money make a woman happy? Uh, special guest, Ashley Thomas. Um, so a lot of places we went with this discussion. We got some callers out there. You do have to press one if y'all are trying to get in. I don't think I'm getting the callers. Oh, you do, you do got another caller out there. Um, if you're online and want to get in for this last half an hour, you do need to call 646-787-1691. Again, that's 646-787-1691. You have to press 1 to let us know you want to speak. Before we want to, Before we go to the caller, I want to kind of further explore a little bit of what we were talking about uh, prior to the break. It's another, in my opinion, you know, people even call in talking about the differences in cultures, whether it be cultures within the United States or, or as Frank called in saying, Canadian culture and things of that nature. Here's another aspect, and I want to definitely hear you ladies' opinion on it because I really felt you as well, Ashley, just as a man listening to, hey, it's damn if you do, damn if you don't. Um, and, and we play the blame game. I think sometimes men can even feel that way from a completely different aspect. Um, but here's an aspect that I think has been a heavy part of, you know, in a sense, generation or hip-hop generation. There's an aspect that I think definitely, in my opinion, harmed us culturally is some of the things that we kind of came up with. And I'll start with you on this, Shanika, actually, which is, as you said, sitting back and watching some of those historical marriages and realize, hey, to a degree, there were some of them that, hey, people, women were just putting up with a bunch of shit, right? Let's just call it what it is, right? And so, to a degree, um, black American culture has been one in which, I, again, um, part of it was being even afforded the opportunity. And so, we were really career-oriented, which men have always, to a degree, got that push but it was, in a sense, new for women to get that push, and we kind of pushed, in a sense, 
you know, our women to push for careers and it's become maybe a little too important for both men and women. And we kind of, again, we said it earlier, set aside marriage to the degree that we haven't figured it out in this generation. An additional aspect, and I want to hear your thoughts on this, Shaniki, in this particular, our culture, our generation specifically, there was the concept of the ride or die. And ride or die became sticking by your man even without marriage. So while we kind of jumped, in my opinion, while we looked at those older marriages and said, I don't know if I want to sign up for that, our generation as guys or to a degree, we said, well, sign up for this. And unfortunately, that happened as well. And that has, in my opinion, even been a worse condition for us collectively. Any thoughts on that, Shadi? Um, I, I kind of see it as the same thing, Montoya. Um, like you said, the current ride or die slogan back then it was stand by your band, you know, at any cost. And I've seen it and heard it from previous generations, whether it's mother, grandmother, great, like that's been an ongoing theme for women to stand by your man. And I think in some situations um, or previous generations, it was a necessity, meaning um, the women were very dependent upon um, the financial contributions of the man, whereas that's not necessarily the case now. What I see now more so with the stand by your man or the ride or die is an emotional thing, is is um, an insecurity. I see women standing by their men, one, because they're operating from scarcity. Well, I'm going to stand mm-hmm. by him because there's nothing else out there. I don't want to, you know, get back out here in this dating scene, so I'll stick with the devil I know versus the one I don't know. But I think overall the the concept hasn't changed. The slogan has, okay. but the no, concept saying, has not. No, nah, it makes sense. Real quick, I want to hear yours too. Um, but it's just because you said it perfectly. Um, the first cut I played is kind of was even Steve Harvey's response to the young lady. I remember the very first cut in the first hour, and it was just talking about her sticking with a guy who was trying to get himself financially stable. He didn't want a title and things of that nature. And Steve ended up telling the story of, I guess, his mother. I think it was his mother or grandmother. Um, the story of he kept saying he had gotten down himself and had to what. Well, he got, like I said, he said he had fell out of college, and so he was working again. And he's like, I'm telling his mother or grandmother, which one, whichever one, that he was going to get a new car. And she would keep saying, hey, but you have a car in the garage on blocks. And, and he would keep telling her, I'm going to get a new car. She would say, yeah, but you have a car out there on blocks. And he said he never could understand what she was saying. So eventually he was like, well, Mom, what are you talking about? And saying, you know, how are you going to put a new car in the garage if you got that one in on blocks and what he said that was that story was just basically breaking down kind of what you just said, Shadika, that you're hanging on to something that's not going anywhere that's gonna be in the way of you getting something new. And so you know, like you said, operation operating from scarcity. So I just kinda of tried to tell a version of his story because it applied to what you just said. Um Ashley, your thoughts mm-hmm. um on what um Shadika had to say. Oh yeah, sorry. I there was a call that came in. I, so, I don't understand. I had a 
call that came oh, okay. in, so okay. it was messing with my audio. I, I heard, like, the last part of what you were saying. I know that you were putting it towards me. I just didn't know if I missed anything. Um, I, I think it was just, like, five well, seconds. Yeah, so, any like, thoughts about what Shanika had to say? That's all. Any, any thoughts to what Shanika was saying? So, man, <laughs> um, I, I agree. You know, I, I think that she said that well. You know, uh, so I'm, I was born in 86. Um, and, and the conversations have kind of changed where things have shifted in terms of women were dependent, as Shanika said, you know, on, on their spouse. So they had to stay. And the conversations from the women after them, right, their daughters, um, their daughters' daughters, it became make sure that you can take care of yourself because a lot of our older women endured a lot of stuff that they didn't have to because financially they could not do anything else. And so the conversation has shifted for women to protect themselves, for them to be able to be independent, because when you talk about, and, and like this is very problematic for me, when you say, um, this goes back to the clip about Steve Harvey and, and, you know, like, oh, he might lash out. So now my partner cannot communicate to me or he's not communicating to me. This is what's going on. I'm feeling less than a man or he's not able to be vulnerable and communicate that to me. So now not only am I managing his emotions, I'm having to manage my own emotions and how I'm feeling regarding him losing his job or what that means for our future or what that means for our goals. And, and so now is no longer a partnership. Why, why, why is that labor on me? You know, and, and I know it can happen on the opposite end. I'm not negating that. But your ego and pride is putting us in a position where you can't have a conversation and say, like, this is what's going on. And if we're truly partners, why is it an issue that I'm handling things, right? Like, I'm not counting what you're doing. It doesn't matter. If this is our household and you're leading our household, if you can't do it and I can do it, there shouldn't be any issues there, right? And so because that has not been the case traditionally within our culture where, oh, you know, the man is just going to be there, he's going to figure it out, I'm going to support him, then it becomes like I'm no longer a part of the conversation of what's happening with our union, what's happening with our partnership. No, baby, when you get older, make sure that you can take care of your own. Make sure that you can support yourself so that you're not having to deal with it. And that's not fair. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. I think this might be Kevin out of South Carolina. If I have your name wrong, please give me your name and your three cents on this morning's discussion. You're live on the air. Is this Kevin or do I have the wrong number? I'm sorry. Peace, peace, peace and black power. This is Equine, brother. Oh, peace, uh, oh it's Equine. I'm getting the number wrong. Yeah, Equine. Thanks a lot for calling in, Kenny. My bad. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, how, 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 how are the sisters? I hope, hope everybody, the family is doing well. Um, this is an interesting discussion because it has a lot to do even when I just heard the sister speak. If we look at humanity, period, the black man has dealt with the most psychological trauma. The black man, and I'm not going to leave the black woman out, but we know who is public enemy number one here in America because when we're looking at how they're hitting our families, they're going to come get the black man first. They come and humiliate him, and then they send a shockwave to the rest of the family family because he's the strongest one. And I feel like these are the dynamics that we see, even though we aren't in actual 
physical slaves came, the dynamics and the paradigm are still very much alive, even when you look at the industrial prison uh, system. So when you're talking about the, the ego and the thing, yeah, I'm pretty sure men feel some dysfunctional way, and we haven't all the time had a father that was there to teach us how to feel in this place soon. So I feel like there are some women that are down for their man, and in that time, rather than, because I, I do, I, I knew of some cases where the woman would take the role and handle the business, you understand? But she would rule in a, in, in a very much egotistical manner as well. And I think that could be potentially problematic. So even if the man did fall down on hard look, when he's the breadwinner, he's not flaunting, he's just doing what he has to do. Now, I think that's when it could become problematic if you probably could and would be that exchange of ego. You understand? Unless you just had a guy that was, you know, that, that, that wasn't about doing anything. But if somebody had fell down as a man, I'm pretty sure they would want to get back and start doing. So I feel like those dynamics are ever interchanging. But I will say this, that when you're talking about the ride or die dynamics, my grandmother and my grandfather, my grandfather had cheated on my grandmother years ago. Now, they made their marriage to last 70 years. And when we're looking at the sacrifices that we all as black people are having to endure, you understand, in these times to make the union of black family, put it back together, we have to endure some sacrifices. We done got kind of white on them, on ourselves. And even where you hear some men say, well, oh, I can't find no woman, so I'm going to go mess with a man. Or you hear some women say, well, I can't find no good black. I'm going to go mess with you want to now take on these extra outside alternatives. And they aren't really leading us to the progression of putting our black family back together so we can now teach our children how the, the, the proper way to engage. Because right now, where are we learning from? We, 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 we still are enslaved culture, so we aren't really learning it organically and what is really good. What is we learning from a zero standpoint? So we're learning what white people do in their family. So I think... Let me do this, brother. You know, let me do this. This has been a good conversation. I think we're starting to we're up against the break. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to keep you on. I just got to go to the break, and I want to hear what the ladies have to say about a lot of what you've been saying. So if you will, I'll bring you back right after the break. All right. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Mental Dialogue Talk Show, where all I ask is that you think. Hey, where did you get that hat and T-shirt? I like that. Oh, I got this at moneymotivation.com. It's fresh, right? Yes. And I love the message on it, too. You are the hustle, huh? That's what the shirt says. I am the hustle. They embody the entrepreneurial spirit. And what I like the most is more than a brand. It's a lifestyle for those who want to put in the work and expect to have the final things in life. I also follow them on Instagram. Check this post out. If you believe money is the root of all evil, you're using it wrong? Oh, how about this one? Excuses made zero dollars an hour. I like those. What's their IG? At moneymotivation.co. But do they have any ladies gear? Yes, you're going to love the clothing line they got for the ladies. Matter of fact, pull up their website, moneymotivation.com, and I'm going to get you a few things so we can both look like money. My name is 
Montoya Smith, a.k.a. Black Socrates. I am the owner and facilitator of the Mental Dialogue Community Support Group focused on practical solutions and the collective thinking of the black community. We do that one of two ways, every third Friday, 7 p.m. at Urban Grind, or Saturday mornings, the Mental Dialogue Talk Show, 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Contact us at mentaldialogue.com or on Facebook at Mental Dialogue. All I ask is that you think. Welcome back to the Mental Dialogue Talk Show. Again, I'm your host, Montoya Smith, a.k.a. Black Socrates. If you have a product or service you would like to get out to the smartest audience and all of radio individual, please go to mentaldialogue.com and become a supporter, a member of the Mental Dialogue Community Club. Keep intelligent radio on the air. We definitely need your support to keep bringing these type of conversations with you. We still have Equina from South Carolina on the line, but um, Ashley, I'm going to start with you. Um, you said a lot. Um, just kind of bringing in that, you know, that kind of overall perspective, and and we, you know, we we'll, we definitely hear this type of conversation get brought into um, these conversations. So, what are your thoughts, Queen, as you hear him just kind of break down um, the to, to uh, you know, a lot of things that he broke down? But what are your thoughts to it? I should say. Uh, so, you know, I I feel like I was kind of taken aback because. It, I, I feel like sometimes the conversations between black men and women always goes back to who has it harder. I don't care who has it harder when you're talking about, like, how can we move forward as a community and, like, build relationships, right? Like, I'm not I'm not interested in that because it, it seems like a cop-out and an excuse, right? And I understand everyday life, right? Like, this is what you have to navigate in. But saying, like, oh, the black man is public enemy number one and he has it harder, like, you need a woman, you need a man within our community in order for us to move forward. And, like, it just takes away from the conversation. And I'm not directing this directly to him, but just having had these conversations online and with people where it always comes back to who has it the hardest, and, like, I could easily come on here and say, but I'm not protected as a black woman. I get demeaned as a black woman for the things that I wear. I get demeaned as a black woman because I want my partner to be financially stable. I get demeaned for all of these different things, right? So it's not about that. And when you're talking about, you know, longstanding relationships within our community, again, it comes back to the emotional, the mental, the physical labor why is it that someone is having to endure or ride or die because someone has cheated and we have to keep going over those things and making that happen? How about we're having a conversation about what they're looking for to have happen in this relationship, like Shanika said, and, like, that be the foundation for our relationship? Why is it that we're having to um, establish trust and be that ride or die in the event that these things are happening? Why are we just not mutually respecting each other and honoring this vow that we have taken to like love and care for each other. So uh, it, yeah, that, that's all I have to say. Well, well, all you have to say is a is a basically a, a mic drop worthy conversation. I really should cut mm-hmm. you off early and mm-hmm. end with that because um, it is the the fair challenge. Um, Shanika, go ahead and give us your thoughts. Still have a quick question, so I'll give him a chance to respond. Um, to what you ladies are saying, but go ahead and see, you could, you know, give yourself three cents as well. I have nothing else to contribute because after she finished speaking, honestly, in my head, it was a mic drop. So I yes, have nothing else to add drop. to what Ashley just said. Yeah, yeah complete mic drop. All right, Iquana, Iquana, I'm sorry for saying your name a little 
incorrect, so you can correct me on it. I'm about to bring you back live. I'm going to say this before I let you back in. Um, and 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 it's and what Ashley just said. Um, and again, this is not like like she said. This is not even directed at you, um, but it is worthy of highlighting what Ashley just said. In my opinion, like you said, it is a mic drop worthy moment, and it's to recognize and realize that we pretty much understand that we're under that reality. And and we you know we and when we start saying the tra- traumas that we experience, those are such realities. And at the end of the day, I respect how that being brought up seems and feels like a cop out. And and I, I and I'm saying that because it's time for us in these dialogues to recognize whether it is a cop out or not that that's how it's gonna feel. And once it feels that way you're going to get away from any solution to, as she just simply said, mutually respect one another. And that's what the dialogue have to turn into because what we're watching online is the blame game that we keep talking about. The gender war is growing. Uh, it's, I don't think yeah. the, I consistently say, consistently say that the majority of our community is not caught up in it, but if you're online, it feels like it is. But I do think that it's growing. And the way to, to no longer grow it is two things, stop the blame game and, to a degree, highlighting the, to a degree, some aspects of the systemic stuff. Now, I like to jump into the systemic stuff when we start getting into the psychology of how we're going to change things. I don't think you can remove the systemic aspect as far as, okay, why are we thinking this way? So you have to kind of go back to the, why we're thinking that way, if that makes sense. So sometimes it's necessary to bring it in. Um, but, yeah, to bring in the aspect, unintentional or intentional, of who's had it harder ends up being a stagnation in the conversation. Iquana, right, I'm going to give you a chance to respond to that. Again, not talking directly to you. It just comes up quite often, and I agree with Ashley on that part. Hold on one second. Let me bring you live, brother. My board is freezing up. All right, here you go. Got your live, King. Your thoughts? Yes, sir. I was basically, with me bringing up the man, I was responding to what the sister was saying when the man kind of fell, fell down hard on, you know, because he was specifically speaking about the man and speaking about his lack of ego. So I was just basically speaking about his role, right, as it relates to protecting and preserving the family, right, from, from, from where I come from. Because from where I come from, it is the man's duty to be the protector. You understand? It is the man's duty to take care of the family. You understand? To be right there. In, I'm not saying that he's doing it all of the way. But from when I, I know as I grew up, my father wasn't there the whole time. But I know that, you know, us going forward had a lot to do with him feeling good as a black man in where we are. When we're talking about the systemic stuff. We're talking about there has been a lot of psychological trauma that even when people get married, they already should know and understand this. You understand? You can't expect this person to be some, somebody perfect. So they, there you have to meet somebody where they are. And I'm not playing. Well, I, I let, let me throw this or, in real quick, brother. Let me, let me throw this in real quick, brother. So now uh, what you're saying makes a lot of sense. makes a lot of sense. I'm just throwing out the consideration of highlighting where the trauma comes from is when it starts feeling like a cop-out. And I'm just kind of throwing that out 
that I do agree with Ashley, and I think I've been guilty of doing the same thing, and it's me paying attention and hearing this sister say, um, why can't we, in a sense, deal with what mutual respect looks like? So, for example, when you're highlighting, you know, that your grandparents, you know, she, in a sense, had to stick for the greater good of the black family, and and talking about historically what was done and why it was done and, and what the, in a sense, you know, what the system of white white people have done to us. I'm just saying going into that aspect instead of saying, well, just focus on what can me and you as a black man and black woman today, even with our trauma, whether it's hip-hop generation trauma. I got you. I got, I'm almost done. With the hip-hop generation or historically, what can we do today? And maybe we shouldn't have to put up with these things. Like we should be, I think she's just suggesting that these are the dialogues that we should have today versus relying on saying, hey, put up with all this just to make the black family stand. I don't know if that makes sense, but I just wanted to throw out that jumping to those things is when we start sounding like a cop-out. So the challenge is to leave that out of the conversation, in my opinion. Go ahead, King. Well, well, one thing, one, and, and, and from what I understand, we're all uh, bringing our opinions and how we feel about it. And the thing yeah, no is doubt. that no even doubt. when speaking, speaking about my experiences, speaking about how I feel about things, I saw, I've never witnessed a marriage last for 70 years, but it wasn't all perfect. It didn't roll all of the way that my grandmother thought it should roll, nor did it roll all, the, all of the way. It was an evolution. Right? So all of us as humans, nobody is perfect. We all are evolving. So there are men that had to be ride or die for their woman. That means stick up with some stuff for the family, make sacrifices. And also there are women that have done the same. And all I'm saying that this is or should be the notion when we're talking about the sacrifices that have that we have to make no, to put our black part. family no, I appreciate together. That. We, yeah, we got a couple of minutes. To, to, to put I got to let you go. Now, that last part you said makes a lot of sense. Sacrifices. No. no, that makes sense. And I think uh, so. I think it's a bigger point. I've got a couple of minutes. I want to make sure y'all get out your information to the um, everyone out there listening. But I think what he's just, I think he may have been, in a sense, to a degree, pointing out that going into marriage, understanding one that is working sacrifice, and we always talk about this on other shows, that if we're in the romanticized love version of what marriage should be, we're not caught up in what it, in all of what it takes. So it, it will include, as he says, some ride or die from both. I definitely appreciate that aspect. Um, Ashley, once again, um, if you want to get out, thank you so much for your um, time today. If you want to give out your public information, and then we'll close with my co- co-host, Shadika. Go ahead, Queen. Thank you for being on this morning. Sure, yeah. Um, thank you for that. Uh, so, again, you guys can find me on uh, Making Money Matter LLC on Instagram and Facebook. Um, my website is makingmoneymatter.org. Um, you can email me at makingmoneymatter at gmail.com. Thank you so much, Queen. Shanika, let them know how they can stay in contact and get more of your perspective. Again, I love what y'all are doing uh, on your podcast, so make sure you tell them about that again. And thank you, Queen, for filling in at the last minute for me. Awesome. Thanks for having me, Ashley. It was great meeting you. Um, So I am a co-host of Real Talk with Pasha B. That's P-A-S-H-A, Real Talk with Pasha B. We're on all streaming platforms. You can find us on IG at Talk with Pasha B. Every other platform is Real Talk with Pasha B or OrdinaryMediaPeople.com. Perfect. See y'all next Saturday. Tell people about us. Share this show. You can catch us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, 
mm-hmm. this morning, but again, all these streaming platforms, you can just look up Mental Dialogue and you will find the replay of the show shortly after the show. All right, look forward to talking to y'all next Saturday. All I ask is that you think. <laughs>